Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EC Daily Devotional Podcast. I am Pastor Jonathan Mitchell, and I'm excited to share with you our devotion from our reading today in Leviticus chapters 11 through 13. Today, we continue on in Leviticus, and we see the various laws that God is providing for Israel that's going to set them apart. Both we've seen through how the Lord has showed them how to religiously worship him. And now we're going to see the physical things that go on. In in these chapters, we see diet addressed for Israel. We see childbirth addressed for Israel. And then we see laws concerning illness, uh, specifically skin diseases in chapter 13. And what is really important that we need to understand in these passages today is that the people of Israel, because of the God that has ransomed them, saved them, delivered them from Egypt, is with them and worshiped by them, has set them apart. And in their setting apart, God provides for them holistically, not just spiritually as his people, but also physically as his people. And so chapter 11 God gives a pretty strict diet that we know nowadays is a a good diet, especially for the time. And we can look at all that and think, man, this is really, really crazy. But what we need to notice is the reasoning for God giving his law. Now, it's been noted before, we've said it a few times throughout our devotionals as we've looked, especially through Exodus beginning in the Garden of Eden as well in Genesis, and now here in Leviticus, that every no from God is covered in love. And so when he's saying, these animals are unclean, you shall not eat these certain things, there's a reason for it. And he cares to keep the people of Israel healthy, but but why? And that question is answered specifically in the last part of chapter 11. And this is what the Lord says to the people of Israel. For I am the Lord your God, starting in verse 44. Consecrate yourselves, or set apart yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am holy. You shall not defile yourselves with any swarming thing that crawls on the ground. For I am the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. So in this simple thing like a diet restriction or a, 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 a diet plan, God is showing Israel and the world his care for this people, specifically because he's brought them out. So to be brought out of Egypt, to be saved and to be brought to God means that in the everything that you do, everything, not just your attendance to church, Not just for Israel's time, how you sacrifice and how you show up to tabernacle and how you honor the Sabbath and keep it holy, but every single thing that you do, even eating and drinking, you do as someone who is set apart by God. You are holy as he is holy. We mirror the character of God in even the most mundane simplest of things that we do like eating. And so our eating has 
the possibility of describing to a world that we are the Lord's. And this is what God cares about for Israel is even in their diet, they reflect the holiness of God. They are set apart. Now, chapter 12 is an interesting chapter because you have how women, after they give birth to children, are then purified. And there's a lot of interesting questions that, honestly, I'm not really sure what the answers are, like why the time for purification is twice as long if a woman has a girl versus a boy. And there's certain reasons that that there might be. Um, I think there's some convincing ones. One of the things I, I did notice that as as I did a little bit of research is, especially in this time period, uh, women were looked down upon and a, a girl baby would often be neglected, especially by the father. And this extended stay for the mother to be uh, to be clean and would would cause more time to spend with this girl child than with the boy child. I think that's an interesting point. But one thing that we really need to make note of here is I think that God is making clear that childbirth is a wonderful, beautiful thing. Children are a blessing. They are a heritage from the Lord. Blesses the man whose quiver is full of them. That's what we're told in Psalms. But even in its beauty, we're reminded in this for the purification for the woman that those who conceive children are sinners and children who are conceived are born sinners. And because of that, the woman, after she has children, has to make atonement for it. She has to offer a burnt offering and a sin offering. As as Sam pointed out to us yesterday, this is medicine for when law is broken. And so something so natural is a reminder that something is wrong in the world. It's a reminder, I think, of the curse that was given back in Genesis chapter 3. Sin has corrupted even the most beautiful thing in the world like childbirth. And in the midst of that, there's also a reminder that God is making all things right when atonement is made through the blood of a lamb. Now, the last chapter that we have is about leprosy or or really it's more about skin diseases. It's just commonly referred to as leprosy. Some, it's very specific leprosy, but there's other things that uh, are addressed in, in this section of scripture. And as you've read this, it, it's it's pretty gross, honestly, and thorough as to what all is to be determined. But I, the point that I want us to see in this passage is quite clear. For one, God cares when things are messed up physically, but then this this reaches beyond that as as often in scripture we see this is pointing to a spiritual reality as well. We need to constantly be checking our lives to see if there's any uncleanness in us. And this physical reality points us to that spiritual one. 
And can you just imagine in this time, an Israelite, you discover something on your body that potentially could be leprosy. And just all the things that you have to do, present yourself to the priest, stay in isolation. You're hoping during isolation that it's getting better, it's getting better, and it just doesn't. It gets worse and it gets worse. And you go back and you show the priest and he says, I'm, I'm sorry, it's, it's leprosy. You're going to have to go outside the camp. And if you ever come around the public, you have to cover yourself and you have to yell, unclean, unclean. And I just can't imagine the despair that that must have brought to the people that had to deal with something like that. I can't imagine longing to hug your loved ones, longing to have conversation and not being able to do that. But then I'm reminded of what we talked about in Mark about that leper that went up to Jesus and he said, I, I know you, you can, but if you, if you will, just touch me. And, and Jesus says, I will, and reaches out and touches him and says, be clean. And he's healed. And, and I just think of the, the, the spiritual reality, the, the hope that we are filled with, that Jesus Christ is the answer. He is the remedy to our spiritual uncleanness. Just like as we're going to read tomorrow in Leviticus chapter 14, there's an atonement to be made for lepers. Jesus is the one who makes us right with God. And he comes outside the camp and he reaches out his hand and he touches and heals all those who call upon his name. So friend, today, have you called upon Jesus? He is the Savior who is not only able to save you, he is willing to save you. What a blessed hope that that is for us today. I encourage you today that you find hope and hope in Christ alone, who is willing to reach out, take upon our sin, our spiritual illness upon himself, and give us his perfect righteousness. Friends, would you go with hope in that today? I love you. I'm praying for you. Have a blessed day.